So, so, so yeah. some of this is, so this is what I'm trying to figure out, yeah, because I don't think I've explored it enough in the, in the past. So ethnicity <laughs> is... Because apparently there's race and cultural ethnicity. Cultural identity of group based on shared ancestry, language, cultural traditions. So that means Nigeria and Jamaica are two different ethnicities then. So it says, it yeah, says race so is defined... Mixed. Race is defined as a category of humankind that shares certain distinctive physical traits. Okay, uh, so black people, white people, blah, the, blah, the blah. Term, the, yeah. the, the term yeah. ethnicities is more broadly defined as a large groups of people classed according to common racial, national, tribal, religious, linguistic or cultural origin or background. So there would be a mixed ethnicity then rather than mixed yeah, race. In, in, yeah, yeah, in reality. Yeah. But different cultural ethnicity, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. St- <laughs> <laughs> well, what was that about? It's background music for the conversation. Yeah, that's 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 lovely. Yeah, that's lit. Anyway, welcome back to the Cool Mums Club. Um, hey. we're here with lovely Alison. To now, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but He's yeah, practicing his intro. Let, let's get, no, 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 no. I'm I'm not practicing. Let's get let's get straight into it. But one of the things I'm going to do differently compared to the other episodes, the other 89 episodes that you've done, is just ask you who you are and how do you want to introduce yourself. Oh, that's different. That is different. We never do that. You know what it is? Usually by the end of the episode, people don't even know the person's name. Wow. So yeah. what do you want me to say about myself? Whatever you want to say. So actually, we can start with... This part is not different, by the way. This is what we usually do. But we can start with what's the one thing that people should know about you? So your name and one thing that people should know about you. Um... Yeah, and then I'll go another one after that. I think that one thing that people should know about me comes from what Aladdin said about me today. Uh, what you said about me. So you phoned me yesterday asking me, was I drunk? Just mm-hmm. because on my Instagram, I posted something that was slightly out of the norm. Mm-hmm. So I guess the way that I present myself on social media and the way that I am in real life are really quite different. And maybe in real life, I'm quite um, eccentric. I love that. I'm lit, thank you. I yep. do believe though, and I've said this before, I do believe that um, social media is an extension of our identities. So maybe that's just a part that you have it, didn't you? But you only expose it on... No, so. no, absolutely. Like obviously it is a part of me, mm. but not to the extent that people should be shocked mm. when they see me do something different. Especially when I know that like, it's just me. Like it's just things I usually do. Mm. So when like, people are like, what was wrong with you yesterday? And I'm like, I put it on social media. I put my normal day... On social media, basically. By the way, I did not think that you were drunk, yeah, just to be clear. I lied and thought that. However, the only reason I kind of ran with it is because I looked at her and I'm like, Alyssa looks a bit like different today. Like, maybe she was drinking or... No, it's because you said on your social post, you said um, you said you, you're going to get drunk later or something or you wanted... I can't remember what it was. Yeah, some, something along these lines. But what's, what's your name? No one knows your name. I'll say I'm Alison. Yeah. Yep. She's... Ali. Ali. Yep. I, I prefer Ali. Okay, just, cool. And yeah. most people do, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I thought it was just because I've known you for such a long time. Yeah. Um, we go way back. Don't so call me just... owls. Don't like that one. Huh? Owls. Owls, nah. That, that one, that one no, can't run. That one can't run. Um, how do you get your feeling of importance? How do I get my feeling of importance? Yeah, what makes you feel important? Mm. Um, I don't know if this is... It might sound slightly narcissistic. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> but, like, people that need me... Mm. obviously as a parent and just as somebody that has like a certain set of skills i guess like when people actually need the things that i offer then mm. I, I feel like important yeah i don't think that's narcissistic and i think do you know what i'm trying to understand in the moment yeah 
it's like what actually classes as a real not like as real narcissism because like i feel like people throw that phrase out out there all the time so like narcissistic narcissistic mm. and one of the things i've been trying to do in the last like i think since i learned the concept like six five six years when i talk about something instead of saying you i try to say i okay and as of lately so i'm taking ownership for what i'm saying and how yeah. i feel about stuff but as of lately i've been thinking like hold on are people going to think I'm narcissistic because I say I all the time? No, no, no. Do you know what? I actually prefer it and I try to do it on our podcast as well. So I try to... Um, I, what I don't want is it to be preachy. Mm. And I feel like saying stuff like... I don't know, always relating it back to myself. Let's me become human in the circumstance and in the conversation. But then also shows like... I'm not just trying to tell people what to do. Like, this is a we thing. Like, this is a I and you thing as opposed to like, you should and mm. like even if it was a we it's better but i is much better mm. i think you and i spoke about this like probably years ago as well like not just saying you yeah, saying yeah. i in a situation yeah that's sick. my thing yeah so sometimes i catch myself in situations and in, in real life, life situations because everyone says you like I, I translate what they're saying live but i would replace it with i i just say who's you yeah, no, I just sometimes, <laughs> you know, I can't be bothered because even like, yeah. you remember the youth work that I do, yeah? Like trying to teach that concept to people all the time, it just gets so jarring. Okay. So I only, only run with that concept in certain group work that I do. So I know that we're going to do it on a regular and then I can actually introduce it to them and then we can do it. Because like just meeting people on, on a regular, just see I, see I, like you, whatever. I just yeah. got to pick the battles. Um, But just going like back to the narcissism thing, um... I feel like every single person's got, like, do you think or do you believe or do you agree with me that every single person's got levels of narcissism to some extent? I think a lot of definitions like narcissism can be considered like mm. spectrums, right? Mm. And there's like extreme versions or like higher up on like a scale and lower on a scale. I think there are potential, there is potential to be or to like have traits mm. of it. I think there's potential to have traits of lots of different things. Mm. Um, it's like not sinking into like the higher scale of stuff and the more toxic side of things, I suppose. Like, Because yeah. maybe even depending on the actual definition or the definition to people, maybe some of it could be beneficial to you or to mm. others to have those kind of traits that, I don't know, like maybe it's like boundary keeping or control within reason over certain mm. situations that be positive i think it's definitely important to understand the actual definition of narcissist before throwing it around because um there are people that are stuck in very horrible situations yeah with narcissists people that have been through actual hell with narcissists so yeah it's definitely important to know that like i wouldn't want somebody to call me that just because i have dealt with like a narcissist mm. to be like <laughs> that i'm not that person you know yeah however i also would like to We've all got, like, I guess, potentially darker sides of ourselves, right? So if somebody was to, like, highlight that, then it's something that you can look at and mm. work on. Um, if it's not something you want to identify with. Yeah. Because I think, I think there's a few things around that topic in general. I think, obviously, I haven't really looked up the, the proper definition, but I know what, like, vaguely, I know what a narcissistic person is. I think to some extent I, I kind of compare it to like maybe like extreme selfishness. Yeah. So where like everything just revolves around them. And I think yeah. to some extent everyone's got an element of like being selfless and selfish. Yes. And I think they'll be on that higher scale, like nothing else matters apart from them. A, I think it, 
with the narcissist, it's about the lack of consideration for anyone else as well, right? So the the lack of empathy as well. Yeah, it's just, which it's is just, dangerous, really. They would they would want to get to where they get to without considering the other person, yeah. and they'll you like some in some scenarios use other people, and and I think narcissists can be like really dangerous in some scenarios. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's why like throwing the word around is is a bit much, but then mm. also the idea of being a little bit selfish is not um, a bit much. Like people should be a little mm. bit selfish sometimes. Do, do you know what else as well? Yeah. So like in, in, in another aspect of it, like I've, I've, I've realized that some people sometimes are classed as narcissistic, but they're not necessarily narcissistic. So what, what it really is, is like they're lacking validation. Right. So they're seeking validation. So they make it me, 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 mm. me. But it's not that they're really like narcissistic, but it's just they want that validation to feel important because there was there's been a lack of something in the past yeah. or whatever. But then some people realize that along the journey and they go, actually, like I don't need that validation no more, and they stop making about themselves. Yeah, so it's almost like um, when people are in like a phase of like heartbreak or pain or mm. something, they might do something as like a defense or a, like a longing to fill a gap that's been made by uh, experience or something. Mm. And then they'll end up behaving like that in order to make things better. But that's not really the right way to go about it, essentially, until yeah. they learn that it's not the right way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I do, I feel like I've even had that in my life before. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people that will know me as somebody that wasn't that nice. Mm. And when I broke it down and when I, th I thought about it later on in life, I was like, I was actually just like quite heartbroken at that stage in my life. And I was definitely projecting it outwards. Um, so people that know me from that phase... A, they don't know me now. Mm. I'm definitely not the same person. Um, and B, I was definitely just projecting a lot of the pain that I was actually going through. Mm. Um, and I guess maybe, yeah. So you might call someone a narcissist, but unless that, that behavior has been like consistent throughout their whole lives, that's not actually the right title for them either. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we, I, as a parent as well, I think about how many lives I've lived, like how many different people I've been at different stages of my kid's life based on, like what I was going through, what I was feeling, who I was, mm. what I knew. And like, yeah, so you should, I guess, allow the space to change. Yeah. Firstly, and maybe not give that title to someone unless they actually are deserving yeah. of it. You're a narcissist, you're a narcissist. Yeah. Like literally everyone's a narcissist nowadays. Everyone's mm. uh what's what's the so I'm 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 always fascinated in exploring like the like the current buzzwords or like the terms and, and that happens within pretty much everything like even yeah. the youth work industry they'll be like co-creation this year's all about <laughs> co-creation next year's all about uh, agency and yeah. every single year there's something new and what i realized the pattern with i'm just kind of going off track a little but the pattern with funding but just like putting in the keywords or it's whatever true. they're looking for yeah. at that time um there's the other one so gaslighting what else is there toxic masculinity oh it's just it's just yeah it's, it's I long feel like even healing and therapy which is not something mm. that anybody should like diminish but definitely those words are getting thrown about in a really crazy way now i, think. I like i like the therapy one though so not not because so i don't know how i feel about therapy overall at the moment like obviously i support it just in general but the the, the point i was going to make is that i like the fact that people are having conversations around therapy now yeah. i like the fact that there's certain even if it's a trend yeah i don't care if it's a trend because a lot of people say oh men, men's mental health is a trend this that that is a trend even if it's a trend, I'm like, let's have those conversations because even if it's fake, people don't care about it. It's opening up for the conversations. Yeah, I think that even like, so my understanding of a trend is like just a certain amount of time, like just a period of time where this is popular and talking about it. But even if in that amount of time it starts to break down barriers, mm. that's something that could technically last, right? 
Mm. Like, even if we no longer talk about it, if we start, if we talk about therapy now and everyone's happy to talk about it now, what's going to stop people from doing it later on when it's not so much of a trend to yeah. consistently use it? Um, so, yeah, I think that makes it important. Like, we talk about men's mental health. That's never going to go away now that it's been opened up. Yeah. Even if it's no longer so much of a trend to keep talking about it, it's never going to go away. We have now opened the doors to to start considering men's mental health, to start considering the idea of therapy and the idea of healing. Mm. Um, I guess it's just in the way it's used. Like, I have a problem with the word empowerment. Mm. Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, my problem so, with the word empowerment... So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love hearing this. Is that... So I, I've obviously done youth work and worked on a lot of different programs. Mm. And I feel like there was a point where I was witnessing a lot of people just talking about themselves and calling it empowerment. So I could be like, I do all of these things. I look after myself. I take all these holidays every year. I do many things. I've got a nice car. I could talk about all these things, yeah? And people could be like, wow, so inspiring, yeah? But what do you take away from whatever I'm saying? Mm. So I call it empowerment, but what has it done other than made you think that it's a possibility? Have I helped anybody with any form of tools, advice, structure about how to get to where I am. Like, I haven't. You, and that's what I hate about empowerment. Listen, do you, do you know what it is? And uh, like you hit a nail on the head. Like, what I've been, I, I see this a lot. Like, people be like, yeah, I'm doing this thing and you can be like me, do this thing and whatever. What is the pathway? Yeah. Like, tell me what did you do exactly? What time did you wake up? What does your day look like? Yeah. Like, what do you have to do to become that? Like, give me some solid examples. Yeah. No one talks about that. No one talks about money. No one talks exactly. about, like, I, I went to this, um, taking some young people to this um, insight day uh, in this, like, kind of, like, prestigious, like, construction company, whatever. And they're sitting there, they're giving all of these, like, yeah, you can, like, you can work here, do this and whatever. I said, let's talk about money. I said, how much do all three of you earn? They they didn't talk about it. Yeah. And they, they, they use these excuses like, oh, like, because we're colleagues, we're not allowed to include, like, disclose it and whatever. No, people no. need to talk about money more often, man. That's really fucked yeah. up. Like, for me, with with young people especially, I think that um, their understanding then ends up being a little bit warped mm. because they don't understand the what we might have gone through in terms of doing things for free or doing things voluntarily or for very little money in order to get money mm. right so if we're not breaking down these things where we're like listen i worked for a whole year and got nothing and that was the experience i had to gain and i'm not saying it's the right path or it's the path to take but this was the path that mm. i did in order to gain this experience in order to be able to charge people what i charge now like I don't know, it's a bit of a taboo, it's a bit of a cultural yeah. thing as well to not discuss pay, but then I think that leads, um, that allows too much uh, like people to be confused about mm. what the value is in certain work, in certain things. Like It allows people to be confused, right? Yeah, and, and that's, but that's the secret formula, right? It's like, that's the, like, the parts that people don't talk about is the parts of like, when you started off, how much did you charge people? Yeah. And it's like, how did you manage to increase the price? Like, what was your process of increasing what was the, the price? Process? It's yeah. like, and there is the element of like, what's, what was your personal brand? How did you develop your personal brand yeah. to get more money? Then what do you do with that money? It's like, you know, there's all these, all of these conversations. Like, yeah. how much did you put in there and then? That's something I want to start like exploring a bit more with people in general. Um, like, I, I sat down with a friend of mine, uh, maybe like two months ago. I start talking about money. So he goes, so what do you do? I don't know, crypto thing, whatever, this and that. And then um, 
basically goes like, how much, how much do you have in savings? And I was like, this motherfucker, he's brave enough to ask, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, and because that's something I want to change, I said, you know, I'm going to tell you. So I told him and whatever. And we had a sick conversation about it. It's like, you know, what do you do? Like how much do you put in per month and all of these different things. And like, where do you learn about it as well? That's another conversation. And on the flip side of that as well, for women especially, it allows that conversation to open up about the disparities between women's pay and men's pay mm. as well. Like right now we can just be all floating around not knowing then you find out that somebody, like, it happened to me. Like, I found out that somebody pr pretty much in the same job as me was on 12K more than me. Wow. But I was doing all of the exact same work. Wow. And from then I said, nope, I'm not doing this. Mm. Why should I? Like, other than the fact that I'm a female, there is no difference between him and I, and I'm not going to put up with it mm. in, in those terms as in, like, I'm going to keep working my ass off. No. Working my ass off actually is worth 12K. You can give me that 12K as well. Yeah. Like these conversations need to happen so we can talk about the differences between, and even just look at, like if I look at someone and they're making 12K more than me and they're doing more than me, mm. then I know what I need to do to make 12K more. Yeah. Like at least those kind of conversations. That's important. So I, I want to get into something real quick, yeah? And it's something I'm entering now, so that's what I want to explore with you. And what, like, what does it mean to be a freelancer? Like, how'd you look at it as from, yeah, well, what's, what's your experience with being a freelancer? Um, my experience being a freelancer has been quite wild. Again, coming <laughs> back to, like, empowerment as well. Um, it was about, so I spoke about this on our own podcast, yeah. Um, I spoke about Physical 100. Have you seen it? What, what is your own podcast, by the way, for just for the okay, audience? Okay, so my own podcast is shared with my friend Vanessa, and it's called The Cool Moms Club. And we just basically speak about the trials and tribulations of parenting, especially parenting teenagers and also being freelance as well, like both working in creative mm. careers. Can I can I just add something on this? Very insightful, by the way. And number two, it's a weird one. Um, it's very therapeutic to listen to. I feel like I could fall asleep listening to it. Right. It's, it's a bit, it's like a bit, that. it's a weird one, but it's yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, fall asleep. <laughs> um, it's not about, you know no, what? no, I did no. It and I was like... It is not. It is not a backhanded com boring? compliment. No, 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 no. It's not boring. No, it's it's really nice. It's, it's it's nice to listen to you both talk, and it's very yeah. It's soothing. That's that's what I was looking for. It's soothing. Honestly, it's not boring. It's, <laughs> that sounded a bit mad. It's so only only a lad who will think that. <laughs> only a lad who will think that. But yeah, um, yeah. Back to the back to the conversation um, around. So yeah, Fuma. I watch Physical One Hundred mm. on Netflix. Yeah, and it's a Korean show. Um, and they do this little intro where they talk about themselves. And when I was first watching it, yeah, the way that they were talking about themselves, I was like, oh, so cocky, like, not even confident, like, they're being cocky. They're like, I'm cute, I'm sexy, I'm strong. All Is it like to, to the delusional point? No, to not to the delusional none. point. Okay. They're just highlighting themselves. But where we are, maybe it's the Western world, maybe it's the UK, we don't really, like, we're told to, like, be really quite humble. And we don't talk about ourselves like and that. And people put themselves down. Yeah, people like, do. Like, I'm not really good at this or, or like, I don't... Or you be like, pay someone a compliment and they'll be like, I'm just trying to be like you. Like, just say thanks. You, you are doing well. You look good. I'm just trying thing. to be like you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's long. Just be like, thanks. Like, mm. I've actually worked for this, you know? Like, if you've got gains in the gym, you've worked for it. Just say mm. thanks. Or just be like, do you know what I've done? I've worked my butt off. Like, that's what I've done. So I think I had to get to a point, yeah where I knew what my strengths were. And I think that was what was important about freelancing. I had to know that 
I'm really good at hearing people's visions mm. and making it come to life. So obviously I'm a set designer and an art director and a couple other bits and pieces of things that I just enjoy doing. Mm. Um, but when it comes to like people just coming and being like, for my video or for this production, we want to create this look. Um, and my strength is like, if I don't know it already, like if I'm not connected to it. So sometimes you might get a task and it'll be something that I have done in life or experienced in life mm. um like one was like a set in the 90s in a home that was like it was in south but it's london right and it was um like a black person's home jamaican specifically and obviously i'm not jamaican but I, my godmother's jamaican so i have been in a jamaican home in the mm. 90s i know what it feels like i remember all of those things so creating that was like nostalgia essentially yeah. and for the parts that i didn't know i'd go out and do the research on it and stuff so i knew that i was good at being able to know these things or if not go and find out about them so that was one of my strengths right well another one of my strengths is i'll get it done regardless of the obstacles like i'll find a way i'll get it done i want it to a high standard is it, can, can i just check something with that so is it done is better than perfect or just or still like both i'd hope it's both hmm or when like, like crap hits the fan and you're up against the wall, like getting it done at the very least, like so that I don't know. Come the end of the day, we've shot all the shots we needed to, mm. or um, by the event start time, the event is ready to go, kind of thing. Um, and I think I had to get used to saying the good things about myself as a freelancer, mm. because a that helped me almost sell myself to other people. Um, and B, that helps me price myself as well, right? As soon as I start to know that, like, oh, every time someone's given me a task, I've delivered. Mm. That's pretty cool. Like, that's I'm actually really good at it. Like, let's not undercharge. Like, let's actually say yeah. what it is. Um, but how do you, like, so I've got a question on that as well, and, and this is an interesting one. How, do, how would you explore where the budgets are out there? So, obviously, people have budgets out there, and sometimes there's that thing of, like, you might say this much, and I'll say cool, then this much, and they say cool. But how do people find out what the industry standard is for certain budgets? And I talk to people. Yeah. I literally will, will ask people what their rates are. I'll look up rates and stuff, like what expected rates are. There's a lot of information out there about what your rates could be or should be. Mm. And then I look at what it would take for me to even just be here, considering this is my only job, especially, um, and the amount of time that it will take me. Mm. So sometimes, and I said this before, that I don't know if this is like the best way to work. However, it's the way that I work because I like it. And I guess people will make you feel like it's not. So on a day that I'm not doing anything, if somebody wants to do something, I will do it even if there's no budget, as long as I'm not out of pocket. So if you pay for me to get there or something like that, yeah, I'd be like, cool, because I would have just been at home at the gym, just doing something really random because I wasn't working mm. today anyway. But you still get you still get experience I from do. it. I do. I get You also get, you build a portfolio. Yeah. You say, I worked with this person, that exactly. person, I've done this. I gain yeah. quite a lot from it, even if it's not monetary. I feel like people miss that a lot of the times. And, and that's one of my outlooks now. Anyway, starting off as a freelancer and doing more of the, the things that I'm doing with visual podcasting and stuff. Like, I'm more interested in, like, let me build, build a portfolio. I'm not really, like, obviously the money's nice, the bonus it's, I see money as a bonus it's really nice to have mm. but I know if I work with particular clients and I say I work with this person that person these people then I can ask for that money in the future anyways and I have this experience but experience gains you confidence mm. like I can go on a, a shoot and it can almost be easy based on my experience right like I know how this is meant to run I know 
what to do in certain, like I've got contingency plan based on my experiences. Things that have gone wrong before, they've just become lessons mm. for the like for the next thing, for the future. But then, no, but no, and you're also like just you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're you're still also open minded in terms of where you can still learn. Yes, even definitely. though you're confident, you have the experience, but you're still like you know what, I can still learn more and develop further because I've met people in the past where like they hit this brick wall and they kind of move like I'm the expert now and just like there's nothing else I can learn. No, it has to be this not. way. And that's that's definitely a really like bad way of looking at things. But I feel like that's just like with anything in life. Like you can literally can if you're open to it, you can learn something every single day. And it doesn't have to be in a I don't know anything kind of way, which mm. we don't actually. If you break it down, we don't know anything. No one knows fuck Yeah, all. exactly. So yeah. if you if you have that realization in life and don't take it personally and don't let your ego tell you that you're less of a person just for not knowing all of it mm. you can learn something new every single day and it's really nice like i learn all the time especially as a parent i'm like consistently learning and if i just accept it as something that helps me grow yeah then it's like it's nice it's beneficial it doesn't make me feel less of a person less of a woman less of a mother or, or a professional mm. because i've learned something new i i welcome it if i go on a shoot and i learn something new in that shoot i like it because i can bring it to the next one right mm. Um, and I guess it's just about being open. And I think that is another thing about freelancing as well. Like you do need to learn to navigate lots of different mm. environments because everybody's different. The people that you work with are always going to be different. Mm. I I work within my network quite a lot. As soon as you prove yourself to people, they'll just bring you back, right? So I do get that a lot where I'm lucky enough to survive or not even survive, thrive within my work mm. by working with the same people often. But when I work with new people, I do have to come with a different approach. Like I do have to come on a more humble note, bring my expertise, obviously, mm. but still be humble to learn about the way that they're working, the way that this works, this dynamic is, in order to A, maybe be brought back again, and then B, maybe just learn something new during that day mm. um, or that week of shooting, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think freelancing is a definitely a wild place. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've learned them, some of them really hard. Um, I learned, going back to like my own strengths, I learned that some of the things that come out of my brain are not what everybody else goes through. So you might say something, my brain will start processing ideas. Mm. And I'll think it's normal because this is me, right? Because you're having your own ex your experience yeah, in yourself. this is my usual yeah. behavior. But not everybody has the capacity to just come up with like ideas like that. Yeah, and I had to tell myself that if my ideas are the only like all I have, like I don't sing, I don't dance. <laughs> that's not what I have. I have ideas, right? Mm. I need to like make money from my ideas. Like my ideas can't just be given out freely to everybody. Mm. I need to like make sure that if I'm talking, if I'm consulting, if I'm giving ideas, like I put a price on it. Not, mm. not for greed, but because this this is my money maker. Like this is essentially my work. Why? Yeah, you have you have an extraordinary perspective, and and I think sometimes that's what, you know, obviously the whole like thing of being unique and everyone's unique and all of that stuff. But sometimes some people got extraordinary perspective around particular things. Yeah. So you know, within creativity, that might be you, and then for someone else, it's something else. And people have this different way of engaging with things. Yeah. Um Just just going back to like the learning thing, I always tell Aladdin, just because you don't know what two plus two is, it doesn't mean like you know what I'm saying it's all good. It's just it's how it's how life works. Enough. I can see you getting instantly offended. <laughs> Calm down over there. But it's just because he walked over, so that's 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 what it was. I just I just felt like picking on him. Um, yeah, that other thing I was gonna ask you. Um, let me just pull it up. 
What do you think? What do you think is the first step to greatness? And this is, by the way, this is a. I've got two more things, anyways. But this originated from me listening to your previous podcast or the recording of it earlier today. So I was just like, actually, that's really interesting. So yeah. Um, I guess like starting with yourself, right? Mm. So for me, like greatness would only come through like recognition and like almost like. I've got this thing about always, I call it like returning to self. But I think that we can do so many things that are outside of ourselves that what's important is always like coming back and returning to ourselves in whatever that way that looks like. Mm. Um, and I feel like when you give yourself the opportunity to like know yourself, have that confidence, that comfortability in your own self, that that is great in itself. So like, it's like, what is greatness, right? Like, what does that look like to you? Mm. And I guess that comf that comfort and confidence within yourself is like your first step. Mm. Like I know within myself that I am this type of person. I'm this kind of person. Even the bad things about myself, like understanding, recognizing them, like that all in itself is a really positive thing. Even yeah. if it's negative, it's still a really good thing. So that's great. No, it, it depends on like what is greatness. No, that, that's, that's interesting. I, I think for me, like greatness is... It's not what it is for me, but I think it's different for every single person, right? Sure. Everyone's going to look at it. And one of my favorite questions in life actually is, where, where does your greatness come from? Um, but just, just with the first step, and, and by the way, like I'm not saying this like, and this is what I love about these conversations, like everyone's going to look at things differently. Yeah. So I like asking questions, and I'm hearing like a whole different perspective. Like from my point of view, like, I think the first step to being great is showing up. Okay. And I think that's the first step because I feel like I've met people in the past where like they think that's all they have to do, just show up and that's it, it's oh, done. Yeah. It doesn't work like step. that. Yeah. yeah, but that's the first step. And I think being able to show up and I think you guys spoke earlier and, and Vanessa said, like, I, I didn't have to show up today. Like I had a, I had a great excuse mm. for why I couldn't be here, but she still showed up. Yep. And that's like the first step. And then obviously there's other steps that followed after that and that's how greatness is created. Yeah. It's just that thing of like when we think, oh, things are difficult like we should actually be pushing further than not like yesterday i sat in the gym for 30 minutes it happens and i'm just like what am i doing i'm charging my phone as well anyways yeah. but, like what am i doing but i wanted to go home I, I had a conversation with the lad and i made an excuse i need to buy a cable to charge my phone whatever then actually by the days when i'm not feeling it the most are the days when they're, they're the most amazing days so my i worked with this company um called box london and they they do like boxing as like boxer size and you know mm. I don't mind boxer size but you know because we have like a boxing or like a martial arts background sometimes boxer yeah. size is like yeah. but, <laughs> but in terms of accessibility and allowing other people to experience it because we know the benefits of it like we know how how much it helps you just mentally your self-discipline all of the things that are good for it it should be shared even if it is boxer size mm. um, so they have this really good studio they do boxercise there um, and they just develop these things called punch pods. Um, and the great thing about punch pods, what I really liked about them is that like you put them in your hand wraps. Yeah. And it measures you based on your capacity, not based on anyone else's. So That's if lit. you and I were punching at the same time, or not you and I, because you're kind of strong, yeah. But <laughs> I'm strong too, yeah. So let's just talk about something. No, else. you're strong. You're strong. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what you I'm know, saying. But yeah. we've got different strengths, right? So if we're punching at the same time, it's not going to be based on how strong you are versus how strong I am. It's me versus me. Mm. So it's almost like you're doing 80% of your strength. 
like today you've done. And I thought like, that's so important that just not without being cliche about being in competition with yourself, yeah. Mm. But just basing it on your own standard. Like if you showed up today, maybe it wasn't your 100%, but maybe it was your like 50, but you showed up. Like that's what the point was. Mm. Not showing up expecting yourself to give like 100%. Like not me expecting myself to be on point all of the time, but even just acknowledging that I tried and mm. it might be 30% of my usual, but I made a step today and I tried. And I think going back to like the Cool Ones Club, we have been sitting on this since like 2020, maybe before it. Mm. Um, And there's lots of factors like fear, being really busy, being mums, working, especially freelance that stopped us from doing it. And then obviously I spoke to you and you were like, you just do it. Yeah. And we were being very pedantic with our plan as well. Like we wanted everything to be perfect. Mm. And realizing that we had to let go of that expectation of perfection, let go of the fear. So we had to let go of a lot, mm. obviously. But as soon as we did it, we were like, oh my God, like for days afterwards, we were like, oh my God, can you believe this that? This is so lit. It's, yeah, yeah. Like we did that. So it's just like, yeah, showing up. I get it. Like taking that first step to like actually show yeah. up. That makes a lot of sense. But do you know the thing about perfectionism, right? It's like, like when we're babies or like, you know, when we're like, at what, at what point do we start walking? Like by the time we're two, one and a half, like. Maybe like one-ish. Yeah, yeah one, like one, yeah. one and a half, let's say. Like some people start earlier, some people start um, sooner. But the thing is, it's like if you were perfectionist at that point, we'd never walk. Yeah. Because we're not perfect when we're learning how to walk. We just, we get up, we fall down, we try again. And and I've, I've always loved that concept of like just trying stuff. And obviously, I think, yeah, that the showing up, the trying thing is, is always the first step. But then can't be doing that forever. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? That there has to be then the next step and then... How do we, for example, like let's say we learn how to walk, then it's like, how can we learn how to walk better? Yeah. It's like further rather than accepting this, how we're going to do it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. There is that interesting element of it. Yeah, there is. But I think that comparison is definitely mm. something that, that needs to be like eliminated in order to be able to, to do that. It has to be always be about like you versus yeah. you, like me versus me. For example, like I one thing that drives me nuts about children learning to walk, for example, is people being like, oh, he's only nine months old, he's already walking. I feel like it's so <laughs> diminishing to other people that might have a child that's like 18 months that's still scraping his bum along the floor. Mm. Like, it's so horrible when people continuously compare babies or people or whatever to others. That's a human, that's a, that's kind of like, I, I see that happening a lot of different it things. Like, some, but even like, it happens like so, so, like, so for example, let's say there's like two two guys here, and then one, one guy, let's say, let's say they got like a, 2016 like 16 plate mercedes like c-class or whatever so and someone's got a new shape but like, like yeah i got this like digital dash and he goes like, yeah but my team's got whatever <laughs> yeah. but you know what i'm saying but it's just like it's just why like what's the you know what i'm saying yeah, what are you competing so for like what are you competing for and then that happens with a lot of different things they'll be like oh my, my, my child's got you know like i don't know a someone goes oh yeah, my child's got a plus and then it happens all the time yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get a competition thing but listen i want to read something out to you and I wanted to see like what you think about it and just what does it mean to you or what does it represent to you from your perspective. Um, so it says, um, by the way, this is just just a bit of a context. This is from a book called, uh, it's not necessarily directly from a book because I write my own reflections, but this is from a book called The 5am Club. Um, but is um, So it says, limitation is nothing more, nothing more but a mentality. And this is the part that I wanted to 
hear from you about excuses are seducers, fears are liars, and doubts are thieves. Yeah, I've actually read the 5 a.m. club book. I tried to be a 5 a.m. club. Cheers. Yeah, but it didn't work for me. I'm a, a tired babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the time I wake up. Again, not trying to put too much on myself. Mm. That I failed by not waking up at 5 a.m. There is there is no right way of no, living life. Sure. It's just, yeah. But not actually, no, don't stay in bed past one. That's a bit nasty in my opinion. I'm <laughs> sick. Mm, not judging. Um, yeah, so I totally agree with the whole like what fear is, what doubt is, because it is definitely a perception. Mm. We had so much fear over starting the podcast. Then once we started it, you were like, you guys are naturals. We were like, this was almost easy. Like it's just our normal conversations, but with a mic and a camera. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like obviously I keep singing like I'm a lucky girl song, but she was like, keep singing it. Like, you know, you're just speaking it out loud, like kind of thing. And it's just like the same thing I was talking about letting go of like saying I'm broke, like not saying those words to yourself mm. because of how impactful the words that you say are to yourself. Like, again, I think when it's a trend, you, you think less of it, but like affirmations, for example, are not a trend. There's something so special and important that when it's instilled even from young, mm. the confidence that you see in children that speak about themselves better or have people that speak about them in a more positive light as opposed to a negative light. Um, yeah, the impact is like unquestionable. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, for affirmations, yeah. Since you mentioned it, do you think for some people, let's say if someone to someone was to start off affirmations now, like they will start doing them daily and all of that stuff. And by the way, when you talk about affirmations, are you talking about affirmations that people give to each other? Or are you talking about just doing self affirmations? I think both. Yeah. Really, I think there needs to be this better culture yeah. of like paying compliments for the sake of making someone feel yeah. better, or because it's just what you think or see. Like, why not? Mm. So so for the sake of this one, I'll stick to self-affirmations. Okay. Um, do you think there's an element of, like, fake it till you make it within affirmations? So, for, for instance, let's say someone started off doing them today, yeah? And maybe they're saying those affirmations, but they don't feel like they are any of those affirmations at that time. And maybe it's day two, same feeling, day three, same feeling. And eventually, by the time they say, like, it hits, like, I don't know, two weeks doing it, they start really, like, sitting in with those affirmations and they actually like connected with it and they start feeling like they are those affirmations. I think that that comes back to like the blocks of fear and doubt and obviously the uncomfortability of not being used to doing those kind of things, right? Because mm. if you can sit with something for a couple of weeks and start to, you kind of changed your outlook at mm. this point because you've said it to yourself so many times, you start to start look at things a little bit differently, right? what in your life could have changed in a couple of weeks or in a month realistically mm. that other than your outlook and like you know mm. what did I do that changed for me when I stopped saying I was broke all the time was I making more money realistically or was I just looking at money differently like was I looking at my capacity differently as a person mm. with the affirmations like I think that's what the point is like it's it's changing the negative outlooks. It's like transmuting that energy into something better yeah, than yeah. negativity. Um, so yeah, it's not about becoming something. Obviously, you can like if you believe in like the like the manifestations, but a lot of that work is is you learning something new, starting with yourself. Mm. So if you're like, I make money, money comes to me, or whatever, you putting that into your head. When we think of it in that way, maybe we'll start to look at 
making money differently. Yeah, yeah. Because we're saying we've got money, we're going to make money. Like, you might look at it differently as well. I, 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 like, I like that. And also, like, what I've heard as well, it's probably what you're saying as well, but what I've heard as well, there's, there's this element of, like, having the relationship with money. And, you know, people use this cliche phrase, relationship with money, relationship with money. But realistically, if money was a person... Let's say if money is sorry, if money is a, <laughs> the manager's if money is a real person, and if I'm telling that person like I hate you, I don't like you, you're the roots of all evil, like you're the reason why this happens in the world or whatever, money's gonna say fuck you. Yeah, like I, I don't like chilling around you. I'm not gonna be in your pocket. Like, I don't like yeah, being yeah. around <laughs> you. So if that's the relationship I'm craving with money, it's like of course money is not gonna be spending time with me or being around me. Yeah. And if, if I go, you know what, like, actually, like, you seem quite useful. Like, you're not not in a abuse kind of way, but you seem quite useful. Like, I can maybe hang around with you, da, 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 whatever. Then the money's going to go, yeah, like... I feel like if you personify <coughs> things like that, you can start to look at relationships differently, right? Mm. So, like, gratitude, for example. Like, if you're grateful for somebody or if you feel, I feel like that somebody is, like, considerate of me, that is grateful for me being around, you might do more for them it becomes more because you're like you appreciate me I'm, i feel appreciated i'm gonna do more for you because i know that you enjoy it you appreciate it you'll give it back kind of mm. thing so yeah when you like personify things like that you can look at it differently again and be like if i'm grateful for money or if i'm grateful for the circumstances that i'm in mm. despite not being like the best it might not be the best right but finding the good in it makes that situation like 10 times better mm. like i can I do it all the time. I really do try to like, A, I am very grateful anyway. Like I feel like I'm quite blessed to be like a really grateful person. I'll see the beauty Narcissist, in a lot no, of I'm things. joking. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'll see the beauty in a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, another thing that people say about me that I like, like will find beauty everywhere and I can easily like convey mm. it. And I feel like that's a skill within my career i love that i love i love that about you and that's that's something that i see as well all yeah. the time yeah i think that's again like you just gotta own it at the end of the day beauty is in the eyes of the beholder yes and exactly. and some beholders are better finding the beauty than others yeah it's and like conveying yeah. it as well yeah so like every day i feel grateful for something or other and that's my focus i can focus on the rubbish things like that can definitely happen like I went on holiday recently and I had an argument with somebody and I came away from the holiday and I still felt like I had a good holiday. Mm. And it was weird for me because I was like, surely that should have ruined it. But I guess it's like my outlook, right? Like it's the way that I look at things. I have weighed the circumstances and the situation and I had so many beautiful occasions on that holiday that I can be like, this is not going to drown it. Like I'm still going to be really grateful for the time mm. that I got to spend in this country with the people that I spent it with. And I feel like that makes things so much better in life. Mm. We can sit here and think negatively on everything, especially when we're comparing ourselves to other people. But if we find gratitude, it, it flips everything. We don't block our blessings, essentially. Like, we don't block what can come to us because we're grateful. Mm. Like, if we personify a blessing, for example, I'm going to go, if I'm a blessing, I'm going to where the good vibes are, right? Like, I'm not going to go where the shit. I'm, I'm going to be like, mm, all you do is... But you could also nonsense. be that person, not to say that you have to be that person that bears that responsibility, but you could also be that person that goes to where the shit vibe is and create a whole different... A better vibe, a good vibe. But most, most of the time... It's not really the way. Time, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be there either. It's I'm just like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> if I go somewhere, if I go somewhere, like, you know, like, people say that if 
there's there's certain people that want to look after people that are broken, but it's based on their own trauma. Like mm. you actually don't really go somewhere because you want to save people like that. Like a lot of us that are youth workers have probably been through stuff. Like the majority of us youth workers have been mm. through things. And we were youth workers because we just wanted to save our people because of what we had been through. So I've, I've had a really powerful moment about five years ago, maybe four years ago. Um, and I've had like, there was like the situation that happened. I'm not going to get into the details. They're not important. But then I was having a conversation with someone that was coaching me at that time. And I was saying like, I don't understand my life. I'm always like, I always end up in chaotic situations. Like I'm, I'm in this, like this thing happened, that thing happened, that thing happened. And then basically like, essentially the conversation was like, maybe you don't end up in those situations. Maybe you're looking for those situations. For I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of have been looking for because them. Because it's like where you're comfortable, mm. right? Like it's what you know. It's like a familiarity in that. Like I, I keep saying that we need to change the outlook of people in their worthiness of like the places that they belong in so do you want to hear something funny oh like and this this hub. huh no it's not about the hub it's okay don't worry it's a, it's no it's, it's like okay no it's not it's not funny it's actually powerful so i don't okay. know why i said funny i keep saying this phrase do you want to hear something funny <laughs> and it's like it'll be a sad story do you want to hear something funny <laughs> it's actually quite sad but <laughs> do you want to hear something sad is that we should just be saying no, it's, it's not, no it's not even sad but um <laughs> So I've been on this program, so I go every single Friday. But what I realized, I've, I've had a piece of reflection. I realized actually, like my whole life, I've been thriving within like diverse circumstances. So like I've, I've I come from diverse, so not a, not diverse, sorry, adverse. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is <a> duh. <laughs> <laughs> so I came from like adverse situations in life. So like I've had a lot of like situations where I had to be resilient and so on, so on, so on. And what I realized, what I realized is that I've learned how to operate from that and like work best in yeah my, and w yeah. work best and operate yeah, from yeah, that yeah. and now that i've kind of like sorted my shit out like and in the last two years everything's kind of like calmed down i don't really ha i don't really end up in those type of situations maybe once in a while i don't know how to operate from there because i'm not used to it I, mean, I guess it's just learning that new navigating that new so i said a, a little while ago like a couple of years ago i said i wanted to learn lessons that's cool i'm happy to learn them but not through trauma mm. and saying that to myself yeah what I found was that the lessons were coming and they weren't difficult. And I was like, was that a lesson? Because it wasn't hard. Like there was no struggle, there was no pain. <laughs> it was just like, oh, by the way, like this is how it should go kind of thing. And it was weird for me, right? It's just like, do you work well under pressure? Like, do you, it doesn't always have to be that way. Hmm. And I started to learn that I didn't want it to be that way, right? Like I could go and work in certain places and found that I could achieve the same standard of really good quality work by being really easy and really nice yeah. and not being stressed out because I'm like why would I be in a job where I feel stressed like I left full-time work to be a freelancer to be in the trenches I soon like, come though hey I'll, I'll join you soon or not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> welcome it's not that easy <laughs> <laughs> thanks that sounds nice it's not all bells and whistles and roses and nah, stuff. No, trust but, me I know yeah yeah I mean just having that reality just makes more sense anyway because Oh, I feel like once you're out, you actually can't really get back into working with or for other people, mm. especially depending on the type of person that you are. Like there are people that definitely thrive working underneath others and that's perfectly fine. But yeah, I'm not that person. Like, and especially because I, I like to choose my team. I like to work with people that I know are going to be on the same level as me. And I felt like sometimes, like, especially where we used to work, mm. like if, if people are working, like, for example, as a clock, 
Like the clock needs all parts of it to work accordingly and efficiently in order to function. And if I'm like burning the candle by turning excessively, when somebody is just sitting there, I'm yeah. going to scream. Sometimes some people are trying Enough to turn off. the clock and yeah. there's one that something's missing that yeah, the yeah, clock's yeah. not even exactly. turning. They didn't even yeah. turn up for work today. Sometimes half, half of the pieces are missing to me. <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> I know there's some people that listen to this that, that will understand, actually. Yeah, so for I'll, sure. we'll just leave it as that. For people that don't get it, I'm sorry about <laughs> that. But there is, yeah, there's something. So yeah. But like, just that in itself, I felt like I can't work in situations like that because I end up feeling resentful or annoyed. And I don't want that for me. Like, we spend a lot of our time mm. in careers and in work, right? It needs to be good vibes. It needs to be enjoyable at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't want to put myself in situations so, but like do, do you know what's beautiful? But in, in the nine to five context, by the way, I, I, I don't behave the same outside of that, yeah? Okay. But let's say in the nine to five context, I'm that piece of mechanism in that clock that goes, if this person turns, I'll turn too. Yeah. If they're not turning, I'm like, yo, like, I can't work without that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm that person that will be turning excessively and then turn around and see someone else not turning and get really mad. <laughs> <laughs> be like fuck this shit but that's, that's what I stopped doing that so I used to be that then mm. I went to the other one it's like yo if these lot not turning I'm not turning either so no I can't mm. and I learning that about myself as well worked as a freelancer like learning about who you are like your work ethics and your morale and all that mm. kind of thing like what makes you work well like I always like whenever I have to like run a program so like obviously like I do consulting for like a charity um, and I've worked with other charities as well and whenever I run programs that are about people or about well-being or they've got somebody somewhere for a whole day, I'm always like, feed people. Like, mm. it works. Like, this is what people need. Like, always make sure, like, you're going to feed them. If yeah. we're on a whole day shoot, feed me. Like, not rubbish food. Don't give me pizza. Like, feed me good food. Like, there's so many things that help people want to be here, want to work. And as soon as you take care of people, that's mm. when they're willing to. So what I learned about myself was that I cannot work somewhere and not want to get it done i'm going to want to do it i cannot step back yeah i worked on a shoot the other day i was not the art director i was not the set designer i was just there but i knew like i knew that i should have picked up stuff before i went because i knew i was going to get involved that i would be like mm, let's just fix it like let's just do something yeah. so that's why i'm like the price that i am is the price that i am if somebody says yes to what i charge cool because guess what i'm gonna show up i'm gonna do everything i always do and i've been paid for it mm. whereas if it's like a shitty budget i a shitty budget within reason because obviously yeah. i work with people in their budgets because budgets happen right um but if people are being cheap for example i'm mm. gonna get resentful because yeah. i'm still gonna work anyway so it's better that i get paid and i work my ass off and i'm happy then I'm resentful when I'm mad on set because you'll all feel my energy if yeah. I'm upset. Like, we know this yeah, about me. Definitely. Um, you, you know what? There's this funny meme where there's two people sitting and uh, it's obviously like a job interview sort of thing. And, and uh, the, um, the employee says, um, so the employer says, um, your starting salary won't be as good and says, okay, like question mark. And the um, employee says, uh, Employee, employer, you know what? This is long. The, huh? the employee. No, no, this, no this it's is, the employee. No, I, I know what it is, but I'm okay. like, why am I using this to explain okay, it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the person that's hiring the person says, there we go, that's way yeah. better. Um, says, your starting salary won't be as good. And they go, like, is that okay? 
and then the person that's being hired um, goes, um, my, my starting performance won't be as good. Is that okay? Yeah. But it's literally, that's what it's meant to be. It's like, if you're not valuing the person, it's like, how do you expect someone to perform exactly. like the best way possible? It's why I always used to push the well-being. So where we worked before, I felt like I've, I've, I've always been vocal about it. It's not like I'm going to say anything here that I haven't said before, but I always felt like the way that people felt and the well-being of people wasn't looked after. Mm. So obviously I tried to push it in the work that I did there. And it's because I went to places like I went to um, I, w I went to an organization. We just used their space for an event. Um, but obviously, when you're there in their space, you can see lots of the different things that they do. So they had like a chef that stayed in. Mm. He would make them breakfast and lunch every day. Sick. Um, they had a cupboard full of alcohol, um, full of rum. Yeah, it turns get out they lit. do like rum Fridays. Like literally, they all socialize on a Friday evening, and they'll get drunk together. Um, when we spoke about like to the CEO or whatever, they said that the um, the retention rate is literally a hundred percent. People only leave to start their own business or to go freelance. Amazing. Because they looked after. Yeah. The only thing that's missing is like they're not hungover together on a Saturday morning. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't always need that. <laughs> maybe some people, maybe two people on on one occasion. <laughs> oh, not the office. Not the office gas. <laughs> on once in a while, it might be free, but. Oh. <laughs> I can never, <laughs> I can never ever understand how people get themselves into situations like that. I know it's probably just me because obviously it happens. So, so here's something really interesting. There's a so I, I was watching this reaction video, but basically there's this woman who complained. She said that um, or like the basically the the men that she's working with are very respectful and it's annoying her. And wow. and obviously she doesn't she doesn't like she doesn't necessarily like put herself out there like that no one really knows that she's kind of like into something or whatever but she's annoyed because men can't read signals that she's not even showing that she wants like a little bit maybe of excitement or maybe a little bit of office culture yeah and she's like she's annoyed about that that's really wild that men are doing what they're supposed to be doing being respectful yeah, yeah, yeah. and so on so on. i was just like wow we're living in an interesting world and obviously i know that's just she doesn't represent all the women she's just one woman that feels like that but it's it's really really interesting. But it's like when you have like work husbands and work wives and stuff. Mm. Like I've had a work husband, and people thought we slept together, and we absolutely did not. Mm. And you know, like it's just like even that assumption that that's all that's what happens, right? Yeah, that's like yeah. the next step. You lot are so so close that yeah. you must be doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's like yeah, get out. Yeah, get out of here, man. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but there's a couple more things I want to touch on before we start wrapping up. Actually, we need to start wrapping up now in a sec, but. Okay. Um, where was it? Where was it? Uh, actually, I think I lost it. I think I lost Fantastic. it. Yeah, it's gone. It's left my head. But I did. I, I, He's I, looking at his phone, but it's left his head. <laughs> no, because it wasn't in the phone. Basically, it was okay, from okay. the phone. It went into my head. Okay. And then it just flew out and the head. Gone. No, mm -hmm. there, there, there was one thing. This it's not. It's not that, anyways. But I'm just gonna mention this, and we're gonna we can start checking out. Um, there's this one thing I was going to touch on. Have you heard of uh, autosexuals? No. Yeah. You haven't heard of autosexuals? Because we spoke about narcissism, so I thought, let me just bring that up. Okay, so what is that? Autosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> autosexuals, they're people that are attracted to cars. Now I'm joking, that's not the case. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a, it's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. No, autosexuals are people that are sexually attracted to themselves. Oh, like asexual. No, asexual is not attracted to anyone. Isn't asexual attracted to themselves? No, asexual is not attracted to anything. Pansexual? 
I give up. Pansexual, I'm attracted to pans. Politically incorrect entirely. No, I'm joking. Do you know what is? There's so many different sexualities. I don't know, but the one I'm focused on right now, autosexual, highly, Vanessa, you can Google it if you want. I know you're on the phone now. Because <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually thought you was Googling it, but I'm joking. But um, yeah, so autosexuals are people who are attracted, highly attracted themselves in a sexual way. So meaning, if they looked in a mirror, like they get turned on. I mean, it happens a lot though. Don't you ever like see couples and they look exactly the same like siblings or dating have you seen siblings or dating you know what you used to say you oh you used it's to, me oh <laughs> I, I i loved you and hated you for that because you used to annoy me so i was just like yeah i used like, to get it wrong yeah then others yeah then others so yeah so people mm. that are more attracted to themselves than others so they're not interested in other people they're interested in themselves but to the point where like let's say the person looked in a mirror and they get like horny basically about themselves. Oh. But horny, not 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 attracted to horny, like like to that point. Like they want to have sex with themselves. That is can I say that's insane? Or would that be um politically incorrect? Would that be some kind of phobia? Yeah, it is. Autosexual phobia. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Autophobia. It's it's insane because you can't understand the concept of it, basically. I know, but that's the thing. Do you know what? This is and this is the thing I've come to conclusion with, yeah. Came to terms in Terms into whatever, it doesn't matter. England, no speak. Um, the point I'm making here is there's certain things in life that I don't understand. Mm. And I'm talking about certain, for example, you know, racism. I look yeah. at racism, I don't understand it, yeah. I try to understand, but I don't understand it. But when I don't understand it, I'm like, you know what, that's great. It's actually really good I don't get it because that means I don't know what I'm, I, I can't relate to it. I also think it doesn't, it means that you can't take away from what it is. Like, you can't say that's not true, that's not possible because mm. you're not experiencing it, right? Yeah. It's not, so I think that helps because I might not understand it. I might need to be educated on it, mm. but I cannot, I'm not going to take away from whatever somebody's saying based on it. Like, you're saying autosexual. I'm like, how are you looking in the mirror getting turned on by yourself, like, to that extent? But I just don't understand it. It doesn't mm. mean it's not possible, it's not true, this is not how people feel or think it just means that i don't get it well, that's, that's the thing it. and the, the reason i said it is because i was thinking like and we the conversation went full loop around it's like would that them would that person then be classed as narcissist because they're sexually attracted themselves and i don't know i don't know if, yeah probably not but it's, it's so. yeah probably not because it's, yeah. it's something different right it's a sexual thing rather than and it's got nothing to do with like so I, I think for me personally the thing about narcissism is the lack of um, understanding or empathy for anyone else mm. and I think being sexually attracted to yourself it's almost like yeah. if I only like and I feel like because we've been a youth work in youth work we've had mad conversations over this kind of stuff yeah but if I'm only attracted to women for example or I'm only attracted to um, Asian men or whatever it's not taken away from anyone else right mm. it's not being inconsiderate of anyone else it's just my own preference but yeah, I think that's different to narcissism. But but the world we're living in now, it's like if you say that, then someone will say, oh, you don't like da, 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 whatever. It's that thing of like, I like colour red. So what, does that automatically mean I don't like other colours? Yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah, it's, yeah that is so true. Yeah, but again, that's projection. Yeah, yeah. I feel like every time somebody says something and it doesn't make sense to me, I'm like, you're projecting <laughs> something here. We're just going to yeah. leave it there because I can't deal with that. I want to get like a projector hat. <laughs> Anyways, um, this conversation has been so great, yeah, that... Um, my scab, 
under these trousers. Don't blame me. Has really enjoyed it and start crying or tears Absolutely of joy with blood. Do not blame me. Huh? I made it on the 90th episode. We didn't even yeah. mention that was the 90th. This episode. is this this is the 90th episode, by the way. When I should have been on the first, but it's okay. You know what? It's okay. I was about to say F you because oh, okay. I've been asking you to be on this. And it's actually to me this is very sentimental having you on here in the first place because I've known you for such a long time and yeah. you know what? It makes sense. The longer you know the people, the longer they'll take to come on your show. Facts. That makes perfect sense. I've figured it out. Facts. I think that's what it was. But anyway, to um to close it off, to shut it down, to finish it, to end it, to whatever. I'm I'm looking for new ways of linguistics. <laughs> no England speak. <laughs> nah, um yeah, so uh the two things that we like to do is one is uh the promotional part. So it, is there anything you want to promote divided into uh, divided into two parts? One is something personal. It can be anything, it can be a video, it can be a project you're working on, it can be a person. So something you want to promote. So that's not personal. Something you want to promote doesn't belong to you that isn't personal. And the second one, you, you understand? I understand. I was thinking. Yeah, okay, oh, yeah. cool. And the second one is something that does belong to you. So it can be anything. It can be multiple things. But yeah, what would you like to promote? I'm promoting autosexual. Have a look at it. <laughs> Read into it. It's got nothing to do with me. But if you don't get it in the same way I do, then you should Google it. Nice. And um, something to do with me. I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty good at like marketing and advertising and I've been mm. advertising through this whole thing. What do I do? You already know. Personally. What's my podcast about? You already know. But but it's you fine. know but you know what, just just to touch on that as well, real quick. Um something I've been exploring a bit more and it's actually changing my life right now. I I've been having that aha moment. It's the personal brand stuff. Okay. It's like what is our personal brand? And what I realize is that me as a personal brand. So let's say in comparison, let's say people, some people like Samsung, some people like iPhones, right? Apple, some people like Apple. Um, and the thing is, like some people that like Samsung, they don't like Apple. So it's not, every, and that's the brand, right? It's like not everything is for everyone. Huh? Aladdin. What? Some people like Pixel. Pixel oh, Pixel, something about Pixel. But anyway, let's, let's, <laughs> let's leave Aladdin for a second anyways. But so some people will like different brands and will prefer different brands because that brand you know they they portray themselves in a certain way or they do particular things they add particular value so what i realize is a brand as a person not everyone's going to like me or not yeah, not everyone's sure. going to require my work yeah because i'm a, as a brand i'm in a particular type of way but what's kind of hit the nail on the head is there's two steps for me step number one is understanding what my brand is what is my personal brand if I don't understand it, I can't communicate out there. Mm -hmm. If I can't communicate my own personal brand, I can't get customers or people that are like-minded to come to me and say like, hey, like we really like what your brand is about. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the element I wanted to add. I actually, to touch on that, I've actually realistically just started looking at that myself based on the fact that I used to have a couple of different in Instagrams with the work that I do. But because I did so much work, I realized that all of it was just me. So... It wasn't about separating it. It was about just putting mm. it out there that I am the person that creates all of these things, that sees life this way, and just putting it out there as branded as myself. Mm. So I couldn't brand the different elements of the work that I did. And I was getting tired of trying to manage it and juggle it all. So I was like, yeah, this is what I do. What I do is basically um, explore things that I like, take pictures of things that I think mm. are beautiful, um, and create. And I was like, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
But it's, it's beautiful. Like to me, like the brand is like cool. What are your values? Because you have values yeah. as well. You know what are your values? What is your behavior? So for example, like this, this one hit me as well. Such a small comparison. If I'm going to Apple to buy a product tomorrow morning and they open up 15 minutes late, I'm going to feel a type of way about it. Yeah. If they said they're opening up at 9 a.m. and they open up quarter past nine, I'll feel a type of way about it. Maybe one off, whatever. If I have the same experience for the second time, I'm like, that's your brand. Yeah. That's what you do. And I relate, to, by the way, I come late to certain things now. I never used to. Mm. And I, I realized, you know what? What is my personal brand? Because if I come late to that thing, that thing, people are going to think I'm always coming late. Right. So it's like, it's the behavior part of it. Mm. So it's like, what are my values? What's my behavior? And also with a brand, it's like, what's the story? Yeah. What experience have I been through? And it's like yeah. a lot of the times, a lot of brands or bigger brands, not personal brands, they'll have a story for why they started something or what's the reason behind it. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. Because we'll, we'll talk about stuff for ages. For ages. Um, yeah, I want to shout out the Cool Moms Club. Thanks. On Instagram, is it the Cool Moms Club? That's it. That's it. That's that's it. Perfect. Yeah. I should have taken that handle and sold it to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we got the handle that we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's, yeah. it's great. I love that. Um, so, yeah, the last question is, um, when you get a chance to say something to the whole world, what would you tell them? Oh, that's... You, I feel like you could have presented that to me before so I could have at least thought about it. Because I'll say something and then next week I'll be like... All right, so wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, said. hold on, hold on. When you get a chance to say something to 8 billion people in the whole world, what would you tell them? So technically now I have presented it before. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> you haven't cracked any code. <laughs> with that da, one. da Vinci code. Um, Leonardo Da Vinci. I, I think that I would say remember to always come back to yourself. Mm. With anything, always come back to yourself. When you forget who you are, remember to come back to yourself. Yeah. When you're drowning, come back to yourself. Do you know what I had a I had a lab moment when you said it earlier, but you said it you said it differently. You said return returning to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that one. That's powerful. Sometimes I forget about myself and I have to return to myself. Yeah. And it like the way that we do it is in all different ways. Like I said, I I like to do breath work. Mm. Like breathing reminds me that I'm inside this body and then reminds me that I'm inside like more mm. like whatever I class as myself kind of thing. But like that returning to yourself. I think it allows you to do more, right? Mm. When you always return to yourself because essentially what we give to the world is just ourselves. But mm. what does that look like? Mm, I love that. No, I really love that. And I, I think, um, yeah, I think that's the most powerful thing, isn't it? It's just being ourselves and being authentic. So for example, like if I had an argument with someone, like I forgot who I am and then I return back to myself after yeah. the argument later on. And also, if there's any engineers or technology experts watching this, yeah, we need a new device. Yeah, so basically, the device, what the, what the device would do, it would detect a possible argument and pop up and say, like, dee, 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 you know, whatever the alarm is, yeah. That's probably not the best representation of wow. the alarm. Wow. Basically, open up and they give you, like, earplugs and just put them in. I feel like when you, like, mature and without being on trend, heal a little bit, you can even start to, like, recognize those things within like with yourself yeah because even the way that you like staying true to yourself 
or coming back to yourself is also how you react to those kind of things too. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't want to argue with you because I don't like the way it makes me feel mm. afterwards. I also don't like not having valid points because I'm not arguing. Like, I mean, we're not communicating at this point. Mm. So whatever I say, as much as it might be valid, I've just invalidated it by arguing. Mm. So like returning to yourself is like being true to yourself. Just, being honest with what you want from this situation. Do, do you know why I need the earplugs instead? Because sometimes, and you'll understand what I mean other in a people. second. No, 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 it's not other people. Sometimes I'll try to teach someone a lesson at my own expense. Right. So meaning like I've, I've had moments, so I have moments in life. This is just one comparison. If someone's pulling out, let's say I'm driving straight, someone's pulling out and I, I, I can see them, but I know that they're being an arsehole. They don't have to pull out right now and just being an arsehole. But sometimes I just want to crash into them on purpose. <laughs> just to teach honestly like i know i know it's going to cost me something it's going to be at my own expense yes, yes. and sometimes that's how i do with arguments so sometimes i know it's going to be at my own expense but maybe with this argument i can help someone right. even if i lose the person's goodwill in the process mm. but yeah, yeah that's i feel that on that note we've come to an end thank, thank you very much Thanks for, for finally me. being here everything happens in time yeah, exactly. and that's how universe works but yeah that's it cheers the end